Hello and welcome back to the Inside Study Abroad podcast. This is episode number 39 and today we're going to be talking about the five myths people have about a career in study abroad and international education generally. Now this was a live stream that I did back in January. It is a little rough because it is a live stream, so it's just rolling off the cuff myths people have around growing their career, launching their career in international ed. But I think in the end, the advice and insights are are really valuable, especially for those of you who are struggling to break into the field or if you've been in the field but due to the state of affairs in our field right now you're struggling to find a new role find your place in our field right now I know it can be really challenging and so hopefully some of these myths will help you reframe how you are approaching your career and the different strategies and tactics uh, that you're deploying to make the next stage of your career of reality and and hopefully you know see new advancements and progress in in what you're doing in your career. So I hope you find this valuable. But I also in this episode talk about the Global Pro Institute, what's involved. I had some people asking questions during the live stream. We are opening the doors for the Global Pro Institute and internship program at the end of April. So this will hopefully give you a good insight of like what the program is all about. Also If you want to make sure that you're on our early bird list, because we also give a a scholarship opportunity to people who are on our early bird list, if you want to make sure you're on that list, go to insidestudyabroad.com slash GPI, sign up there, and then when we open our early enrollment period, we only do that for the people on the email list. So if you want to know when that's happening, definitely go get on our the wait list for that. So insidestudyabroad.com slash GPI. Now, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you do, please think about leaving us a rating and review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It really does help our podcast get seen and discovered by more people who are looking to discover careers in international education, meaningful travel, travel in general. So we really appreciate your support with that. All right, with that said, let's go to the show. our live stream over on the Inside Study Abroad YouTube page. For those of you who are tuning in to the replay, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. So today I'm going to be talking about the biggest myths that most people believe, the biggest fears people have around landing a job in international education, growing their career in international education, especially right now based on the current environment and and things going on in the world. So that's what we're going to dive into today. And I'm also going to be talking about the Global Pro Institute and Internship Program, which is open for enrollment right now. And that is our signature program that teaches people how to launch and level up their career in international education and global programs programs, as well as provides customized internship placement in the field of international education. There will be a link down below this video if you want to go learn more about that as we have this conversation. If you are watching live, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Please say hello in the chat and engage with each other and with me. And let's 
just have a good time uh, having this conversation about careers in international ed. Um, on my second cup of coffee today, which is uh, decaf, don't worry, and I'm sporting my Kansas City gear because if you're not familiar, the Super Bowl is happening this weekend and my local team is playing. So that's pretty exciting. Welcome everyone for those of you who are watching live. So let's get into it. I have some notes here and I don't want to be here, you know, all day. So I just want to dive into this. And if you have any questions as you join the conversation or as you join the live stream, please let me know in the chat. However, I have sort of pre-selected some questions as well to dive into for, for those who are a little shy to ask any questions. The first thing I want to talk about are the five biggest myths I think that are plaguing people trying to either launch a career in international education and meaningful travel, or they're trying to level up wherever they are in their career right now. So you might have been in the field for a while, but you're feeling a little stagnant. Maybe you've you know struggled recently with the pandemic and how maybe you've been furloughed or laid off. Um, those are all sort of big, real challenges happening right now. And so I, I definitely want to dive into that. And of course, you know, answer any questions that you have as well. The first myth I think I want to debunk with this is that this belief, and I've had a lot of people engaging with us and emailing us these types of questions and in the random conversations I'm having with my peers and colleagues in the field, this is a belief that's held by people I think who don't know a lot about international education. They're still sort of on the outside trying to break in. But that myth is that study abroad and global education in general is dead that based on the current climate and what's going on in the world, that it just doesn't exist right now, that there's no real work going on when, as it relates to international education. And that couldn't be further from the truth. The real story is that there's a lot going on behind the scenes, both at universities and at private companies and program providers, national organizations. They're all very active right now. And I think a lot of organizations and a lot of people in the field are using this time to really reassess how they approach global learning, how they approach global programming, how we define international education and meaningful travel. What does that actually look like, especially given the state of travel and global global mobility situation right now. And so there's a lot going on. And so it's not dead. It's not stagnant. People are not sitting around on their hands going, wish I had some students to send abroad or wish I had some students to welcome to campus. They're very busy making moves and planning for the future. And also the other thing that's happening a lot right now is people are recalibrating, right? They're having to kind of scramble and hopefully people have gotten over the scramble at this point. But especially when the pandemic first happened, there's a lot of scrambling, a lot of pivoting, a lot of all of a sudden figuring out how does tech play a role in the work that we do? How can we deploy different technology solutions to get to the end game, get to the outcomes that we're trying to get for our, our students and participants? So there's a lot going on. So if you're thinking like, there's no room for me here, that couldn't be further from the truth. There's a lot going on. And as a result, we need smart people with interesting, innovative ideas and our solution-oriented or 
are ready to like kind of how dare I say like disrupt sort of what we believe to be truth in international education and ready to sort of say hey have we tried x y and z are there different solutions and different ways we can approach the work that we do in international education so if you're one of those people who are like I have all the ideas I just want to get in there and get my hands dirty international ed needs you <laughs> we need you to get in there and get your hands dirty and be sort of raising your hand saying I want to join this I want to be part of this further thinking solution the next thing sort of related to that the first myth that international education is dead, which it is not. The second thing is this belief that nobody's hiring right now. And that that couldn't be further from the truth either. I think what's happening right now, and as I've sort of scoped out the different places people are posting jobs, is that now I think most of the time people are recruiting for specific skills. We need people who are upskilled in technology, in software solutions, in product, project management, and how to deploy these things and make them active in our organization and use them in efficient ways. I feel like a lot of the recruitment and hiring process right now is happening much more sort of behind closed doors, so to speak. There are not as many official job postings, but there are a lot of people who are trying to basically cherry pick. Headhunting is very formal, but kind of headhunting specific people to help with very specific solutions. So in terms of how this affects you and in where you are in your career right now, I would be asking myself, where can I gain some skills, tangible, tactical skills that I can promote and feature and display so that I become a dream come true candidate. So I can say, yeah, I've done a ton of research and upskilled and taken online courses, whatever it is you need to do to understand how to deploy a CMS system or an LMS, a learning management system, or CMS is more contact management, customer management. Those types of things are really powerful. And we don't, I feel like in international ed, there's, we're kind of behind on technology, especially as practitioners in deploying these types of things. So many other technology solutions are coming out there and I won't bore you with running down a list of all these things, but just in higher ed, like ed tech or just ed tech in general, some really fascinating and amazing tools out there that help us reach students where they are and help them participate and join our ecosystems of the type of work and programming that we're offering for students. There's so many great solutions out there and maybe we'll do a whole other podcast on ed tech and different technologies that I think are really exciting. I would make sure that you're not just focused on waiting for jobs, like traditional job applications to, and job postings to be put out on the NAFSA job board and all the other job boards that might exist. Because yes, I think that those are fewer and farther between than they were pre-pandemic for sure. However, there is a ton of hiring going on as it relates to technology, as it relates to just specific skill sets that people need. I think a lot of organizations that I've been talking to, they're finding that now during the pandemic, they kind of can't just hire for hiring's sake. They can't just sort of say, oh, you're passionate for international ed, great. We'll spend a ton of time training you on the back end. A lot of people I've been talking to, they don't have the time or resources to do that type of hiring now. So now they're getting much more targeted. They want to find people who are knowledgeable about international education. They know how our industry functions and works and the inside baseball and the politics of it all. And they also have a specific skill set that they can bring to the table when it comes to marketing, recruitment, program design and delivery, ed tech solutions, project management. Those are the types of things I'm hearing people talk about what they need right now. And so just resting on this like, well, I studied abroad or I was an international student and I want to do this work because I'm so passionate. That's great but you're going to need to upskill from there. You're going to need to uplevel uh, your knowledge base in order to land those jobs. So yes, people are absolutely 
absolutely hiring, doing much more targeted hiring right now. If you are here watching live, I know this is a last minute thing on a Friday afternoon. Thank you so much for being here. Say hello in the chat. I can see the chat on my end. So I'd love to know who's here. And thank you so much for being here. So the third myth as it relates to growing a career in international education, and this is more, this is true pre-current events and now too. And this is probably where my values and my belief system and sort of the core of why Inside Study Abroad and the Global Pro Institute exist is the fact that getting a master's degree is going to get you in the door when it comes to your career in international education. This is one of those things that I don't want to beat you over the head with it and I don't want to go on too long, but here's what I have learned with over nearly 500 students going through the Global Pro Institute over the last five years is the fact that I have, I was shocked. I was shooketh when uh, I would get students enrolling and they fill out a little survey sort of telling me who they are and what they're interested in and what they're trying to get out of the program. I've been shocked by how many people have come into GPI who already have a master's degree, who already have a PhD or an EDD, a terminal degree of some kind. I was shocked by how many people who have been working professionally in some kind of industry for many years, decades even, and they still were struggling to break into the international education arena professionally. And I think that tells you that, yes, a master's degree is a wonderful tool. It's a wonderful tool to have in your back pocket and you can flip it out when you need it. Absolutely, it can be amazing and experience and a very valuable tool to have in your tool belt. But it is not a golden ticket. It is not a shoe-in for the jobs that you apply for. I anecdotally am a case study for that. I got a master's degree right after undergrad because I didn't know what else to do. And I've told the story many times, but I applied for 75 jobs at the end of my two-year grad program. I was working in a study abroad office as a grad assistant. I was running a living learning center on campus. I had developed faculty-led programs from start to finish, done practicums in the international admissions, international student services office. Kids, I had stacked my resume in all the ways I thought were the most important. Plus, I had that amazing master's degree under my belt. I thought people are going to be begging me to work for them. That was not the case. I applied for 75 jobs. I didn't get one call back for even an interview. I, I talk about in our uh, How to Land a Job and Study Abroad workshop, so I won't bore you with that here. But I had to change things pretty dramatically. And I had to have sort of a, a come into the higher power meeting with myself about what I was really trying to do and if this was worth it. And a master's degree is not going to guarantee that you get interviews or that you get job offers. But it is a wonderful tool. I'm not saying master's degrees are bad. I have one. I'm very happy that I have one. I learned a lot through the experience. But if I had known what I know now, I would have done things a little bit differently so that I could have understood how to use a grad school as a really powerful tool for my career and do it in the right way. And so that's a whole other workshop I've done. So you can go check that out over on InsideStudyAbroad.com. But a master's degree is not going to guarantee that you land a job in international education. From my surveys I've done with employers, from obviously just talking to my peers and colleagues and being in the industry as long as I have, at the end of the day, yes, a master's degree, you'll see it flown around all the time, preferred or required. It's typically just a box people are trying to tick, sadly. But at the end of the day, they want to know what you can deliver, how you can actually help them achieve their goals. And that comes from you demonstrating your knowledge, your skills, and your experience. And if you're like, I don't know how to do any of those things. I have no knowledge. I have no skills. I have no experience. 
That is why the Global Pro Institute exists, because those are the three core things that we focus on giving you through the Global Pro Institute and internship program. So if you want to learn more about that, there's a link down below. Go check it out. And that'll hopefully give you an idea of like the scope of what you should be focusing on for your career, especially for those of you who are like, mm, should I get a master's degree? Should I not? It's not whether you should or should you not. It's more about do you know enough about international education as a future career path to invest tens of thousands of dollars in a master's degree? Do you know enough? Do you know that you'll be good at the work? Do you know that you're going to like the work? All those things are really important. And if you can't answer those questions intelligently and with some good data to back it up, then I don't think you're ready for a master's degree. I think you need to get some experience and get some exposure to the field before you make that giant investment in a grad program. So I'm going to get off my, you don't need a master's degree high horse here, but if you have questions about this or want to dive deeper into it, please let me know in the chat. You can also email me at hello at insidestudyabroad.com. If you're like, I have a question, but I'm a little shy. That's totally fair. Um, just send me an email and I'll give you the best advice I can for your situation. So, oh, Adam. Hi, Adam. We have a meeting next week or the week after. I can't remember, <laughs> but uh, welcome from UC Santa Cruz. The best thing I did for my career wasn't getting a master's degree. Amen, honey. Uh, I was working for two years as a road warrior, built that network. Yes. Amen. I highly recommend being a road warrior. That's something I talk about. We break down all the different types of positions you can have in international ed inside GPI. I talk about why being a road warrior can be a really amazing asset to your career. And I always tell the story about how when I did finally get job offers in my second round of trying to break into the field, professionally. I got offered several jobs, but two important jobs. I got offered a study abroad coordinator job at a division one university in the SEC, like a big name institution, big study abroad office. And as a road warrior, basically a university relations representative for an internship program called USA. There were two amazing jobs. And on paper, from a field perspective, everyone probably would have told me to take that university role. But for me, I was like, wow, I'm going to get to work with over a hundred universities and see how they function and see how they develop programs and see how they promote and see how they organize their offices versus one institution. And I thought, hmm, this is going to be my crash course in all things international ed. I get to do a deep dive. And the director of that study abroad office, who I still am friends with, but she told me on the phone when I told her I was not accepting the role, she told me I was making the biggest mistake of my career. And I'm very happy to say she was wrong. <laughs> so I'm with you, Adam, 100%. Being a road warrior is an amazing amazing entry-level role for the field. Uh, yeah, preach it. <laughs> so our fourth myth when it comes to launching and leveling up your career in international ed is that you can't get an internship. And this is something that our GPI members have talked a lot about inside our, our community, especially before we started including an internship component in the program. We have a whole sort of series of workshops where I talk about how to get leveraged experience inside the field, even unpaid project-based work so that you can start stacking your resume with the right type of experience. And I go through this whole things with scripts and pitch decks and all these fun things inside the program. Um, but a lot of people are like, I'm, I'm going after these internships and I'm trying to get this paid work, but people just hitting a roadblock. And there are a lot of reasons for this. I do not want to, I'm not going to go dive deep into sort of the disconnect between internships in international education, our internship abroad, whole world that we operated in global ed 
said, but it can be really hard to get an internship. We have dozens of organizations who want to take Global Pro Institute interns and they're just waiting. They're like, bring them to us. We want them. And what we've discovered talking with employers and, you know, careers in international ed is that they definitely want interns. They need all the help. Like I mentioned in the first myth that international ed is dead. International ed is not dead. There's all this work going on. A lot of organizations and a lot of professionals I talk to and that Sam has talked to is that they don't want just any interns. They don't want interns who are like, I love study abroad. And they know nothing about international ed, or they know nothing about the structures of higher ed. They want to work with people who are taking this seriously as a career path and who they don't have to sort of teach the basics about how international ed works, that they already know. They understand the inside baseball. They understand the the org chart of our field, the main organizations, the names of all those types of things. And that's exactly what we teach inside the Global Pro Institute. The whole first module is your Global Education 101. This is your crash course on all things international ed. And I'm very proud of this module. In fact, I was doing interns for our own internship recruitment process for Inside Study Abroad. And I've interviewed several people who are in a master's degree program in international ed management of some kind who applied for these internships. And when I asked them questions about the field and their knowledge, et cetera, all of them, I can't even say that one of them, one of the people that I interviewed knew about that element of the field that I was mentioning. And for me, it was sort of like, well, that's like basic stuff that you should have learned like semester one in your grad program um, if you want to have a successful career in this space. And so I feel like kind of going back to my master's degree thing is like, it's not guaranteed to sort of teach you the inner workings. And that's how we focus GPI is that we want you to understand how to navigate this field and how to navigate and about said industry. That's the thing we talk about is like semantics and language inside international ed as a culture. The thing about that you can't get an internship, I will say, yes, it is really hard if you go out and start saying, hey, can I do an internship? There is a way to go and present yourself when we talk about those things inside the program. But because GPI includes an internship component now, we do all that heavy lifting for you. And the reason people are coming to us now, we're getting people signing up every single day saying we want an intern that is going through GPI is because they know that they're getting a solid foundational education about the field. And then they can come into their office or into their organization and start deploying and deliverables and doing the research and and helping out where is needed but they already understand the foundations and the cores of how international education and meaningful travel function. And so that's what I'll say, that you can get internships. It is hard if you go it alone, but that's why we created GPI so that we could sort of do a lot of that heavy lifting for you and pave the way and cultivate those relationships built from our own networks that we've built over, I think Sam and I calculate like 36 years in international ed between the two of us. We know a lot of people. And so we definitely lean into that network to find internship placements, but also bringing people into the fold who are just ready, chomping at the bit to bring on interns. My fifth myth I want to chat about for working in international education right now is that it kind of uh, hinted at it before, um, because Adam brought this up in the comments, but is that working in a university is the only way to have a successful career in international education. I think this is a very common myth, especially for new people coming into the field. They're coming into the field from a couple different ways. In my experience, talking with GPI alumni, the big first way is that they studied abroad as an undergrad, they're pretty young, and they want to have the job of their study abroad advisor, because that's the job they saw. That's the work that they saw. Or they saw their on-site director, the on-site manager of some kind. And so they were like, okay, those are the two jobs that I can do 
in study abroad. So I want one of those two jobs. I would say that that's what we cover in GPI uh, for sure about how there's hundreds of other career paths you could choose within the meaningful travel international education world beyond a university office and beyond on-site delivery and on-site management. I won't bore you with all the details about that, but there are so many professional opportunities in our space, especially for those people. And this is the thing that I think we need to be doing a better job of in our field is that it's not just loving international ed and loving these meaningful travel experiences. It's that now you need a skill, I think, to deploy in your career because you love the work. So if you are amazing at lead, you know, lead generation and recruitment and bringing people in and enticing people through content marketing, that is a very specific, highly technical skill set and knowledge base that I think is needed in international ed. If you have amazing curriculum design and program design experience, that I think is a skill set that is needed. There's a skill set for technology solutions and deployment in international education. That's a whole other thing that I think would be in a great niche to sort of go into in terms of project management and technology adoption, those types of things. Basically, any kind of automation and using technology to automate any of the functions and nurturing of the student experience to sort of get them going through the process on autopilot as opposed to, uh, hey, come to the study abroad fair and hey, it's application time. And that's sort of how most people promote right now. So I'm teaching all this inside our upcoming Global Pro Labs on marketing and recruitment as well. But these are the types of skills that I think you need. And you can deploy them in a lot of different ways, whether you're trying to get international students to come to a specific institution, or you're working with institutions to help them understand how to promote to the whole world to bring in international students, working with on-site nonprofits and volunteer and service learning program and those relationships and partnership development and program design. I mean, all these things, and I'm just like, tip, tip, tip of the iceberg here in terms of the opportunities that are available in the larger, what I call the meaningful travel space. And so there's so, so, so much you can do outside of a study abroad office or an international students and scholars office. There's a big wide world of international ed there and there's so many opportunities. And so don't put yourself in a box where you're like, well, I have to be a study abroad advisor. I have to advise international students or I have to be an on-site program director. And those are the jobs that exist. There is so much more. I do think in order to stand out and get noticed in our field right now, you need to define a brand and a niche and a skill set that is highly valuable, especially based on all the challenges that we're facing as a field right now. Those are sort of the five main myths I think that people believe and are sort of entrenched in in international ed. I would love to know your thoughts too, if you're watching live or if you're watching the replay right now, let me know in the comments down below what you think about some of these things. If you agree, if you disagree, I'd love to hear it too. I know that this is people who maybe have been in the field a little bit, a little bit longer than me or have just had a different perspective might want to push back on that. That's fair. I love a little, I love a good friendly debate. Let me hear what, what your thoughts are. So to run through those five again, the first is that study abroad and global education is dead. That is a big myth that no one is hiring international education. A master's degree is going to get you in the door that you can't get an internship in international education. It's impossible. And that working in a university is the only way to grow a career in international education. Those are the sort of the five big ones that I see playing out in our GPI participants, as well as just talking to people in the field as well. 
So if you have any questions about GPI or in about careers or any of these myths that I mentioned, please let me know in the chat. And um, I'm going to dive into some questions I know that people have had about international education as a career, as well as about the Global Pro Institute experience as well. So um, the big question we've been getting recently from people is, is it possible to join GPI but not do the internship? component? And the answer is absolutely yes, you can. And when you go to the GPI page, which is insidestudyabroad.com slash GPI, you'll find that when you go to sort of choose if you want to join the internship program and you want to pay in full or a, the payment plan that we've made available, you'll also have an option to sort of say, hey, I want to join GPI and I want to get the coaching and the training that's involved, but I, I'm not ready to do an internship. That's totally fair. There's going to be a link there that you can join and just enroll in the GPI, sort of what we call the self-study program. You still get access to all the coaching, you get lifetime access to the program, but there's just no internship placement there. So especially for those of you who are like, I don't have time to do no internship right now. Um, that's totally fair. Y'all, I understand that time is very precious. And so if you just like to join it for the career development piece and the career development course and the coaching with myself and Sam, totally welcome. Please join us there. So that's how you can get involved. I also have had a lot of people ask, well, can I join GPI self-study and then get an internship later when I'm ready? That is also an option. So we do allow GPI alumni who've never done an internship before to sort of just opt into the internship component later on, obviously at a, a discount since they've already paid for the GPI self-study program. So there are ways to sort of mix and match these things later on. We've tried to make it available at a lot of different levels for people. So yeah, if you're if you want to do an internship later, that's totally, totally an option. The other thing is more of a logistical thing too, is I get asked a lot. So when is the next round of this GPI, I want to do the internship component, but it's just not the right time for me. And so we will definitely be doing another cohort next fall for sure. We'll probably do one in the summer, but Sam and I sort of both work on Inside City Abroad part-time. And so we're kind of sort of playing it out right now to see uh, what kind of interest that we're getting in GPI and see if a summer cohort makes sense. But likely, I would say, 75% chance there will be a summer cohort, definitely a fall cohort for sure. So um, just stay tuned. If you're subscribed to the Inside Study Abroad newsletter. You'll be the first to know when we open our doors for the next enrollment period, etc. And we're also thinking about doing a rolling admissions option but stay tuned. <laughs> That's a whole other thing right now. But your best bet is always to join now um, in terms of the structure of the program. Once you're in, you get lifetime access. You're in it forever at the price point that you join. So we can't guarantee that the price you see now, for instance, and like tuition uh, fees will stay the same forever. So that's another thing to keep in mind as well. So the other thing people ask a lot is like, do I get one-on-one -on -one coaching inside GPI? And the answer is technically no, but we do truly believe that there's more to learn when we all learn together. If you have, you know, specific questions about your background and how to leverage it and position it on your resume and your cover letter and talk about it in an interview, we dive deep into all those types of things that are unique to you. We do these hot seats during our coaching calls, but we believe that everyone in GPI deserves to learn from that advice and that perspective on how we would approach that particular question or challenge in your career. And so that's why we do a group coaching setting is we want everybody to learn from the coaching that's taking place on a on a one on one 
basis, if that makes sense. So yes, you do get direct coaching based on your experience and your situation, but it's in a group setting. And that's how you get access to those sort of our coaching and our recommendations. The other part is like through the internship component, you will do a one-on-one session with our internship placement team, which is Sam Cooper right now. And so she'll sit down with you one-on-one for about 30 minutes to talk about your goals for the internship, your background, what you, you know, what you want to be when you grow up and how that applies to international ed, et cetera. And so we then look at sort of the skills you're hoping to develop, the experience you want to gain, plus what you already have to offer. So we can match you with a placement that makes sense for your learning objectives and what they need as a placement. So it is a very high touch, customized placement experience. That is a one-on-one session that you'll have with Sam in that regard as well. A lot of people ask all the time, like, how long do I have access to this? What if I can't do it right away? Totally get it. Time? Nobody's got time for that. (laughs) So I understand that completely. So um, you get access forever. For as long as Inside Study Abroad exists and as long as the interwebs exist, I can't say that when I'm 95, like I can guarantee it'll be there. But as long as the as the life of Inside Study Abroad is there, you will have access to the program if you enroll now. We are not guaranteeing lifetime access to future cohorts. That is something we're toying with right now. But as of right now, if you join GPI now or if you've joined in the past, if you're an alumni watching, you will continue to have lifetime access to all the trainings, all the coaching call recordings. And in addition, addition to that, you also get access to future coaching sessions, if that makes sense. So if you are still, you know, gone through the program and you still want to jump on, maybe ask a question or just tune in and say hi and give us an update on how you're going. Our coaching calls during the six week period of the live program, they're open to everybody, all GPI alumni, all current, you know, interns and, and alumni as well are all welcome to join the coaching calls. And I know a lot of people, I'm thinking of like a recent GPI member from our last cohort, Carissa, I know that she's emailed us recently saying she can't wait for the coaching calls because she just found so much value just in attending those every single week. She's she's already gone through the program. She has access to everything already, but coming to the live coaching, she's really excited to join us this spring for the spring cohort. And you'll learn a lot from her. She's working in the field right now. So there's a lot for our alumni to add to the conversation as well. What other questions? And if you have questions, feel free to drop them in the chat. So um, who is GPI for? So I think it's a really good question because I think a lot of times, you know, when I first launched GPI, I thought, oh, it's going to be for study abroad alumni who've like recently graduated and they're like, go to their study abroad advisor and they say, how do I get a job like yours? That's who I thought would join GPI rather. But to my sort of happy surprise is that a lot of people, and I don't have the exact numbers on this, but I'm going to say maybe half of people working who've gone through GPI have either been working in the field for a while or they're trying trying to shift maybe they've been working in one area of the field, but they want to go to another area of the field. They're sort of hitting a a ceiling when it comes to growing their own career. I've had people who are faculty, you know, tenure track or adjunct faculty, people like that, who they're like, yeah, I don't really want to, I don't want to be in the teaching side anymore. I'd love to be on the administrative side, but they're finding it challenging to break into international ed as a career as well. So we've had people from all walks of life, from people who have recently retired, but want to work in international ed to people who have gone on some really powerful international experiences of their own, like they've done volunteer abroad programs, and they thought, oh, this would be really amazing, meaningful work. I want to work in international ed. So it's not just young undergrads coming home from study abroad who are joining GPL, though we do have those as well. It is some people who maybe have a year or two of experience in the field, and they want to level up before committing to a grad school program, or they finished grad school, and they're finding it's not helping them. I mean, 
it is really truly for everyone because I feel like I've had plenty of people who are well established in their career who've gone through the program and gotten a lot out of it because they weren't sure how to leverage their experience and make sure that they're really capitalizing on their professional brand that they've built over time. So yeah, it is really for everyone in international ed, no matter where you are, that's where we meet you in your career. I would say sort of my zone of genius and sort of my superpower is sort of teasing out. Like once you tell me your story and start telling me about your experience and your knowledge and experiences and what you want to do, where I really thrive is then being like, well, why aren't you doing, why don't you be doing this, this, and this thing? Because that's really going to help you get noticed by these, these, and these people or these, these, and this organization, because that's the thing that I know that they value. And that only comes from me being in the field, me like being well connected and, and interacting with so many different types of organizations and people in the industry over the course of my own career that I am able to do that. But that's, that's my zone of genius. That's what I bring to the table. So even people with a lot of experience who are like, I don't know what to do with all this experience. We really help them sort of fine tune and pull out the pieces that are going to be super valuable to them as they try to go for that next thing, whatever that next thing is for them. I think we're going to stop there. Those are our most common questions we get about GPI. Again, like I said, if you have any questions about the Global Pro Institute or anything, really, uh, feel free to email me and the team at hello at insidestudyabroad.com and we'll answer your question as soon as possible. The Global Pro Institute Spring 2021 cohort does begin next week. So our first coaching call will be next Wednesday. If you're joining the internship component, you'll uh, schedule your first meeting with Sam sometime next week or early the following week. And yeah, we hit the ground running right away next week. So you do have until Sunday to enroll if you're curious and want to join us inside the Global Pro Institute and internship program. We'd love to have you and work with you. And yeah, feel free to send us any questions. So thank you all for those of you who have been joining us live and watching us live. For those of you watching the replay, thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend and we will see you next time.